I, for me, being of service to other people gives mm-hmm. everything I've been through meaning. Right. Like it wasn't just like this thing I went through. It yep. has purpose now. And that mm-hmm. purpose is what makes me excited to wake up in the morning right. and to create. So it's really that feeling. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Perfect Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren, and I have no idea what I'm doing, but nobody really does. So let's talk about it. Each week, I'll be sharing a candid conversation with a super cool human who has a perfect story to share. Here's what happens when people stop using filters and start getting real. Let's do it. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Today's episode is fantastic. I have such a beautiful, wonderful person on the show today. Can't wait to share her with you. Her name is Hillary Pearlson. You may know her from The Dreamery, her blog or Instagram handle. If you're not following her yet, you will be following her after listening to her story. It is just remarkable. (sighs) She gets into her health journey, which has been long and serious and unexpected and she is now coming out the other end of it with this renewed sense of perspective and purpose and gifting that insight to the world through her work and it is just beautiful it's beautiful for me to witness I know her personally I have for a long time as you'll hear in the show but just watching what she does online and the community she's cultivating it's truly amazing I love what the work she does and I couldn't wait to share her with you guys we get into kind of giving up on what you thought was meant for you and accepting your reality and doing something new with what you've got and listening to yourself and making space for yourself and what you need to do to feel better. It's just all in there. Like it's, we get all the way down to the root, which is learning how to listen to your body, know what it needs and move in that direction. It's a long process, it's a lot of work, but it's a really important conversation that I'm glad to be having. So that's today's episode. Give it a listen. As always, you can remember to hit subscribe, leave a review, and chat with me later and tell me what you think. And if there's anyone else you want to be hearing from, you can let me know that as well. So here's Hillary from The Dreamery. I hope you like it, guys. Let's do it. Hello. Hello, my twin. Oh, my God. You look blonder. Did you get blonder? No, I actually haven't colored my hair in like seven months or something. But I think, you know, it just, it comes through with the the sun. So how are you doing over there in NYC? Well, in Brooklyn. (sighs) Yeah, I'm good. I I'm trying to train myself to wake up early again. Mm. So I've been getting back into that and having a solid morning routine the past two days, like mm-hmm. that early, you know, when you're just like up early and do yeah. all your things and then it's 8 a.m. and you're like, okay, all right. Yeah, I did so much stuff already. <laughs> I'm like, if I do nothing else today, I yeah. like killed it. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. So yeah, I'm feeling good. How was your morning? Pretty fine. Um, I ran out of my Four Sigmatic mushroom coffee yesterday, and I don't get another shipment until Monday. So I was like, what am I going to do? And I woke up at like, I I don't have a problem waking up early because I have a little alarm clock that wakes me up. (laughs) 
Um, so we were up quite early, but um, but yeah, I'm all right. I had some like Trader Joe's. They have like a chai spice concentrate thing now that I tried. It was all right. Yeah. It was just really sweet. Have I've you tried the rasa yet? No. Oh my I can God, try that. Yeah. yeah so it was good. like, I had like a little list going as I was looking for coffee alternatives and I was like comparing the prices and like qu- quantities, how much come per the price and everything. And Four Sigmatic just turned out to be like the best bang for my buck because Rasa was like a little more expensive, but I've been, I just see her ads come up all the time for that kind of, it's like a, some sort of alternative coffee. I forget what it is. Yeah. I think it's like, shikari and right like like similar to like a dandy blend but Mm -hmm. she adds all these adaptogens in it i have the cacao one Mm. and i actually have to like be careful just to do like one or two tablespoons Uh because then i'll just be like "Ah." i need to look into that just to have (laughs) as like a backup or something for like especially hard days yeah yeah. but i do love four sigmatic they're awesome and i've been really into moon juice stuff lately i know you do their stuff all the time But I've been doing their, um, like, their vegan collagen powder Mm, in my smoothies. And I do their Super U, um, like, adaptogen pill. I want to try that. Stress relief one. It's really nice. Ghani, I've been giving it to Ghani also. And he's, he's, he he did it for, like, a while. And then it ran out. And, like, I can't talk him into, like, doing it again. So, I don't know. (laughs) But he said it was helping him. Um, But, yeah. So that was my day. So here we are. Yay. You're on my podcast. And this is I'm so, so nice. <laughs> like can't stop smiling. I know. It's, it's just, it's the best. I feel so good doing this. It makes me so happy. It's almost Your like joy selfish. is like, it's so, it's, oh my God. No, I can't. <laughs> Your joy makes me so happy. I'm sure it's going to make everyone listening so happy. Oh, it's, I that energy so. is infectious. Good. Well, I wanted to give a little bit of context as to how we know each other. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, we've just <laughs> known each other our whole lives. So that's just kind of crazy. But we met when we were like five at yeah. summer camp. We did. <laughs> we've, so we've known each other since then. We went to summer camp together every summer. And then when we got to middle school, we were in the same middle school together. So we didn't go to the same elementary school. But we've been in school together since middle school. Um, we were always mistaken for each other since we were little. Everyone said we looked alike because we have the same type of hair and glasses and everything, face, I guess. I don't know. Um, it's true. Yeah. So we we always, and I always used to remember at an, I when we were little, like at our camp, I'd be like, I thought you were like so cool and pretty. Like I never like thought you looked like me. And I always used to be like, oh my God, do you think I look like her? Like I remember always thinking that when I was little. Because I always thought of myself as this like tiny little like oh my God. raggedy you person. Look cutest human. <laughs> I guess, I no, know. I loved it. I was like, Loe's my twin. Yeah. Everyone, that's my twin over there. I <laughs> loved like, it. Just tell everyone you're my sister. And then, <laughs> and then we we went to high school together also. And then we both went off to college and had our whole lives that happened, which we'll get more into about your story. But then after college is when we reconnected and I started dating my now husband and he had work in New York City and I knew you lived there. So we took a business trip up there one time, how like five years ago or something. And I reached out. I was like, I'm going to be in town. We should get together. I hadn't spoken to you probably since like I don't even know if we spoke that much in high school. Like we probably hadn't even spoken since middle school, I feel. Yeah. And we so just many years. sat down for a nice meal at the Chelsea market somewhere. 
and yeah, start talking men. about our lives and our li- <laughs> and like you had your fiance and him and my husband were like almost the same age and in the same type of business and they both owned a business and like we just had all these similarities with how, where our life turned out and it was just so perfect because of course we did because we've always been the same person <laughs> so yeah it I was love crazy how that the <laughs> universe and, is... since then. and now yeah. our husbands are, are just bffs also <laughs> they are they're like two peas in a pod so it's, it's amazing the best getting together with you guys um so I would like to for you to start by first before we get into all the like stuff that I want to get into to introduce what you're like your who you are and like what you're doing right now what you're offering and like what's your thing at the moment. Cool. I love that you said at the moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, cuz it's it's constantly it evolving. Changes. Yeah. Yeah. Um so right now I am a healing coach and a kundalini meditation guide and I work with clients one-on-one and do these group challenges, these meditation challenges to bring people together. And I also have a wellness website, a blog that I write called The Dreamery, where mm-hmm. I share my health story and just everything I'm interested in, natural beauty, sustainability, healing tools, meditations, a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are my main areas of focus. And right now I'm working on a course that I'm planning to launch in the new year um, sort of a guide of everything that I've learned through my healing journey and Mm -hmm. what it means to be your own healer. So I'm pouring a lot into that right now and just giving it some space to breathe and Mm -hmm. letting it, letting it come through. So I'm very excited about that, but yeah, that's, that's me. That's what I do. That's what my work is. That's who I am right now. I love it. I love love everything you do. Um, but (laughs) Um, so I would like to, for you to share, cause your story, I'm, I'm just so in awe of it. So I want, I would love to hear like from you, I guess, from beginning to end, um, where you were before you got here and like what you thought you'd be doing right now also, I think is really interesting to hear, um, along with like your backstory and like the, diff- the path that you've been led down to get here. That is such an interesting question. I I love that question. Um, So grew up with you in Mm -hmm. Miami and sort of moving through life until I was 15, 16 um, and like decided that I was going to move to New York instead of going to college in Florida. Mm -hmm. I wanted to go to school in New York and set my sights on, on that trajectory. So I started coming to New York in my in the summer around 16 and doing internships. Okay. I, had, I had some like hookups. My dad uh, was managing a building in South Beach and Diane von Furstenberg's daughter lived on the penthouse of it. And she oh, got cool. me my first internship sort of um, under the radar when I was 16. So I started wow. coming to New York really early and just knew that this was the place that I was going to live. Um, outside of that, I, I, in terms of my health, um, mm-hmm. that's a big part of my story. I've always had health problems my whole life, and it was just part of me. I didn't know any different. Um, really severe allergies mm-hmm. and stomach problems, and would always um, get really tired or need to need to sit out certain sports. Like mm-hmm. it was just I wasn't. I didn't really think anything differently of it. 
Um, when I was 17, I was diagnosed with celiac, which helped um, with some of my stomach stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just it was just part of me, and I didn't really think anything differently. Um, in high school, I had a couple scares. I had to get jaw surgery, and mm. when they looked at my blood work, they saw some irregularities and they tested me for leukemia I had to have a bone marrow biopsy so oh my gosh yeah it, it wound up being false I, I didn't mm-hmm. have leukemia but I didn't get the follow-up care that mm. I needed we yeah. didn't know that I needed it it was no one was saying like let's follow up with this let's right. check in on this so I was just living my life normal normal high school life and couldn't wait to move to New York, had this plan. I was going to work in fashion. Mm -hmm. I was going to go to the fashion Institute and then just build my career from there. And that was it. That was, that was like my singular focus. Cause Mm -hmm. I am Taurus through and through stubborn. Like this is it. (laughs) This is what I'm doing. And no one is stopping me. Like (laughs) the day we graduated from high school, the next day I moved to New York. I literally like didn't even stick around. I like couldn't wait to just move forward with my life. Um, a year into moving to New York is when I met Dan, um, mm-hmm. my partner. And yeah, I, I was just, I was going to school. I started getting into yoga at that point and my health and like understanding what I was eating and interning, working at a yoga studio and mm-hmm. things were going really well. I was just living exactly the plan that I had planned on going, doing all of the things that I had planned on. Mm-hmm. And then when I was 21 in 2011, I started to feel really run down. Um, I started to have a trouble breathing. I stopped taking the subway and started taking the bus because I couldn't really make it down the stairs. Mm. I started getting bruises all over my body. People started commenting that I looked yellow. I mean, there was just so many signs mm-hmm. and I was ignoring them. I was pretending like it didn't happen. I I also had never really felt amazing. So to me, right. like, this was just going to come and go. And like, Part was, of the course. Gonna, totally. It wasn't mm-hmm. like anything to be concerned about until I saw Dan's family and they took one look at me and were like, do we take you to the hospital? Like, what, yeah. do, we do? what do we do with you? So I wound up going to the hospital, um, going to health services at FIT. And the next day they were like, don't get on the subway, come right here, get in the car and come Mm -hmm. right here. And again, they looked at my numbers. My hemoglobin was like a 4.8. So that's what gives oxygen to your blood, Mm -hmm. which is why I couldn't really breathe. And they had also thought leukemia, like immediately looking Mm -hmm. at my numbers. So Dan came immediately. Um, My mom flew in from Miami and we went to the hospital and began testing to figure Mm -hmm. out what was going on. They gave me blood transfusions and platelets and white blood cells and they were just what's what's going on with her and trying to figure that out so I remember I had a bone marrow biopsy it was like this hematologist and he had like this office in the basement of this building it was such like an eerie place and I sat in the room with him and he's like took this bone marrow biopsy and he's looking at it and it looked empty to him and he was like worst case scenario is you'll need a bone marrow transplant but like I definitely don't see that happening for you okay well they did another bone marrow biopsy it was empty again and everyone was like sort of at a loss so I was like all right I'm gonna go back to my life I'm gonna go back to school I'm gonna go back to like doing whatever I was doing until they figure this out Mm -hmm. so I got a call one day in English class um, from a doctor at Cornell and he told me to come straight there my mom was already back in Florida Dan was back-to-back meetings at work I was like I'll just go I'll just do this by myself so I went there and he just looked at me and he's like 
you're dying if you don't get a bone marrow transplant like you're going to die oh my god and I was just sitting in that room by myself like oh my god and all I felt was such relief like it was really such a surreal experience because it was like explained why I had just been feeling so (laughs) terrible my whole life right Um, and I finally had an answer so very quickly after that we went through the process of moving me out of Dan and I's West Village apartment that Mm -hmm. we had like just recently moved in together. Uh, My mom came, I moved back to Florida. My sisters were tested because that's your best chance of survival. And my youngest sister was a 10 out of 10 match. (coughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And um, I went through the process of freezing my eggs, which was uh, an intense experience because of where my health was at at that point. Yeah. And it's like invasive also. Yeah, it was really, it was really invasive. I, I haven't talked too much about it. Um, I'm very sensitive about talking about it because my story is different than most people, from my understanding, most people's experience. <clears throat> like you go through it and it is traumatic in the sense of like it being invasive and freezing mm-hmm. your eggs. But for me, because I was so ill and the doctor wasn't equipped to understand what was going on mm-hmm. with me after they retrieved the eggs, like my entire stomach filled with blood and oh my fluid. And I had to, I was in the hospital for weeks. Like they had to put a drain in me. Like it was like a, just a very intense experience mm-hmm. and abnormal from what most people go through. So yeah, um, I think the ability to freeze your eggs is amazing for mm-hmm. so many women who can choose when they want to have kids and not yeah. have to make that something that they feel stressed about or concerned about in their life. Um, so is anyway, that why you I did, did that? that? I didn't know about that part of your story. Did you do it to yeah. like have that decision later on or was there something, um, some like medical benefit for it? Yeah. When you have, when you go through um, the chemo that I went through, it can mm-hmm. leave you infertile. Okay. Um, so just to be safe, okay. we decided to freeze them. Wow. Um, and after my transplant, I did go into menopause for like a year, but then wow. I came out of it and now I get my menstrual cycle regularly okay. again. So um, wow. yeah. So after uh, yes. the eggs, you went into chemo? Yeah. So then I okay. like went from the hospital right into the transplant. They give you high intensity chemo for a week, wipe you into literally zero everything. I was in a negative pressure room in the special unit of the hospital for about five weeks. And they, oh, they just get you to zero, give you the transplant. And then that transplant day is day zero. And then you're one day old, two day old, three day old, on and on um, as you rebuild your immune system. So I spent five weeks in the hospital, three weeks in the uh, three months in the surrounding area with my mom. And then about a year and a half, we we came back to Miami um, and went in between while I was in and out of the hospital and getting treatments and rebuilding. Mm -hmm. And then once again, (laughs) I was like, as soon as I could, I'm like, I'm going back to New York. I'm done. I got to get out of here, which in hindsight, um, my body could have used a little more time in yeah. sunny Florida in a, in a house. I definitely got sick a lot and interacting with the germs of New York. But mm. um, yeah, I just that was that was when I decided to start the blog, and that was when I decided what I really wanted to share and talk about. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't fashion, and it was really healing. And I had always wanted to start a blog, but I was had all these stories about what other people would think and yeah all of those just I was able through that wake-up call as so many people experience those 
wake up calls or if you're lucky enough to make a shift without a wake up call yeah I would recommend um, (laughs) (laughs) always recommend making the shift before a wake up call wow Um, yeah so I was able to to find the energy and the the inspiration to do that yeah and then since being in New York you've gotten like you've had continued health journey and you've had some other what would you call them wake up calls yeah yeah I would say <laughs> it's so hard to condense the story, but I'm right. um, trying to do the best that I can. I so after my transplant, I couldn't work, so I started working at a dance company. Right. And at first, it was just to go get out of the house and work on my blog and mm-hmm. to not be inside all day. And that slowly turned into me helping out, as it did for you too. Mm-hmm. The same story. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you got a lot deeper than I did. (laughs) I did (laughs) all the way to the top and then all the way back to the bottom. (laughs) It's it's true. Um, It's good that you didn't, you didn't get all the way in. Cause so (sighs) what happened was the more that I got in is the more that I got out of alignment with myself, the more that I focused on his business and what became our business and the needs of that business, the farther from my purpose I came, the yeah. farther away from my truth I came and my health then started deteriorating again to the point where in June, 2017, I started to get this really intense pain through my jaw and down my neck. And I went to the emergency room three times. They couldn't figure it out. And on the third time I was diagnosed with the shingles or Ramsey mm. Hunt syndrome. Okay. And within a couple hours, the entire right side of my face was paralyzed. Like it looked like I had a massive stroke. Oh my gosh. So two huge wake up calls. Again, mm-hmm. recommend not getting to that point. Yeah. Um, use me as an example. Mm. Happy, happy to be an example now that I'm moving through it. And yeah. It's, yeah, that was where that was the beginning of like this entire new chapter that I'm living mm-hmm. in because it was no more. And I don't, part of it was having a second wake up call. Part of it was moving through my twenties and becoming more sure of myself, more sure of what I needed, who I am, what my purpose in this world is, what I have to share. Like when I, when I got sick at 21, like I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't understand that. Like I was just like, I literally was like, I'm going to get this transplant, cross it off the list and like move on with my life. Like I didn't understand the like shifts that I was going through. So when I was diagnosed with Ramsey Hunt, like it was like, I, I came to Dan pretty quickly after that and was like, we can't do this anymore. We wound Mm -hmm. up, and that's a very short of the story, but we wound up shutting the company down. Um, We wound up moving out of our apartment, recalibrating. Um, I relaunched what was my blog is this new blog. It was Mm -hmm. previously jewels of a dreamer now the Mm -hmm. dreamery. And I was just, it just clicked for me of like Mm -hmm. what my purpose is. And like, it is understanding all the tools that I've used to heal myself and sharing that with other people. And it couldn't have been more clear. And, you know, when the universe is trying to communicate with you and you don't listen, like God will wake you up. God will knock you over so you can, because you can make the shift. So um that's that's what happened for me (laughs) yeah hearing you say like when you're describing it at the beginning I heard you say like teaching people how to be their own healer like I never heard you say it like that before but that's Mm -hmm. exactly right like that's Mm -hmm. that's you that's what you're doing that's your whole purpose that's what you're supposed to be teaching 
and like no one else can do that like you're doing that because of what you went through and it's just so powerful so I never heard you describe it like that but that's exactly what it is you're teaching people how to be their own healers that's very very powerful it feels really nice to have that reflected back to you so thank you yeah you're welcome hey perfect people do you like free stuff I know I do, and Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to everybody who listens to the show, so you have the opportunity to check out their service. Personally, I listen to Audible all the time when I'm not listening to podcasts. I'm listening to audiobooks. It's the only way I'm able to read these days because I can't find time to sit down with a book, so I just listen to them when I'm doing other things. I just finished To Love and Let Go by Rachel Brayton. It was fantastic. I highly recommend. You're going to sob the whole time, but it's worth it. And my motto is, if you're not reading, you're not living. It's a very important part of life to continue reading and learning and getting information that way. So you really have no reason not to do this. It's free. It's $0, and it's really an amazing service. They have 180 thousand different titles to choose from and so many of the books are actually narrated by the author themselves it's my favorite way to listen to audiobooks actually so sign up right now it's totally free and you're not going to regret it go to the website www.audibletrial.com perfect to get your free download and free 30-day trial started again that's audible trial a-u-d-i-b-l-e trial t-r-i-a-l dot com slash perfect p-e-r-f-c-k-e-d and get started right now um so when i was gonna ask like what your like what your why is and like why did you shift and like we understand like the the health experience is like what shifted you into this course obviously but do you feel any further like like why is your calling to like help other people now like where what does that look like where did that come from why is that the the point now I for me being of service to other people gives Mm -hmm. everything I've been through meaning like it wasn't just like this thing I went through it has purpose now and that Mm -hmm. purpose is what makes me excited to wake up in the morning and to create so it's really that feeling that's exact that's a very good answer (laughs) thank you so much (laughs) um so there's a lot of things I want to ask you so I'm trying to go in like an order that makes sense um okay so I want to talk more now about like the tools that you've gotten in your toolkit over the past, whatever it is, maybe like almost like 10 years now, but um, like I, you're, there's meditation, there's Kundalini, there's breath work. There's like all of the like different medicines and tinctures. Like you are this like medicine woman. And I love like going to your apartment and like opening up your cabinets. What's this? What's this? Like, it's, <laughs> it's like, amazing. like how, how did that all come about? Like you're also, you were a vegan for so long and like that journey Like, I'm always so fascinated by that part of it. So I'd love to hear you talk through that a bit. Yeah. um, It's so interesting because all of these tools, like I'm, I'm just a naturally like 
interested person. Like I like mm-hmm. to learn. I, if I could just do like trainings and be in school for my whole yeah. life, like I, nothing would make me happier. Like I yeah. love learning. I say so, the same. It's, it's the best. Like mm-hmm. it's best. Like it if just... I won the lottery, I always say I would just like go to school. Like I'd go to different colleges. Like, yeah, I would just go, go to school all the time, classes. take every training, like yeah. do all the things. Um, yeah. And I just love that. So when things pop into my life, like I'm just always open, always mm-hmm. interested, want to learn more. Okay. If it doesn't work, like ready to get the full effects if it, if it does. So right. I think just like being an open human, mm-hmm. um, the tools just sort of appear. And then okay. I take time to understand them. Like I don't mm. just, while I'll take recommendations from people, like to actually have the experience is what's important to me. Like right, I won't right. share things until I'm really like ready to share how it mm-hmm. affected me. Like I, I practiced Kundalini for over five years before I did the teacher training. Right. Um, anything I share on my blog, anything I'm like sharing with friends, like I've used it and I've experienced it. Yeah. And that's the place that I'm sharing from. So that's important yeah. to know. Like when people are consuming your content, it's important for them to know that it's not just like something that's like on a whim that you tried and you want to talk about, like your content is very much like well-researched. I think yeah. it's like a good distinction. Yeah. Thank you. I pride myself in that. And sometimes mm-hmm. it takes me a little longer to share things or mm-hmm. to get it out. And, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know any other way. Right. It's just... And then, so that in turn puts a certain amount of pressure on you for like producing content. So I want to talk yeah. about how you manage that part of it, because what you're doing is online and you're blogging and you're doing these like virtual classes and a lot of it is online. So there's already pressure there which we can talk about but then it also sounds like there's pressure that you put on yourself which is something that happens to a lot of us so how do you manage that and what what do you do to cope with that better yeah I definitely put pressure on myself and I'm constantly fighting against my perfectionist nature of Mm -hmm. like working and reworking and working again and not sharing till it really feels clear and like it has made me less consistent in my business which Mm. I'm the answer is like, I'm really trying to find my flow with it. I'm still right. a work in Working progress. It. Yeah. And the thing that helps me the most, which I'm like constantly trying to remind myself. And it's like my mantra right now is like create versus consume, create mm. versus consume. Like mm. when I find I myself that. like mindlessly going or like consuming, consuming, it's like farther away from my voice yep. and everyone else's voice is happening in mm. me. And that's when I like that's when I can't create. That's when I can't write because I can't even hear my own voice. So that's what I'm working on. And it's, you know, where, I mean, you talk about this so Mm -hmm. much, so beautifully, like it is an addiction. Like it does Mm -hmm. light a part of our brain and like, it's made to have a scroll and to keep scrolling and to keep consuming. But as creators, we need to stop ourselves. We need to stop ourselves and to come back to our voice because that's what creates my, my inconsistency, I think, is yeah. when the consuming is more than the creating. Oh, man, I feel that so much. <laughs> like, that is so smart, the way you put it, like, the create versus consume. Because I feel the same way. I've noticed that. I mean, I go back and forth because I look back at what I've done and all the different things that I've 
shown up online doing and on one side of my head I'm like oh my god like I like I was just like trying on all these different hats and like following what other people were doing but at the same time it was also like all these different iterations of like what I will end up doing you know like where I where I'll land and it's just getting more and more refined and more and more me um but yeah I totally see that I need to start thinking that way myself because I find that I consume and yeah, everyone else's voice shows up and I feel like I have to sound like someone else or somebody else is like, I think they're cool. And I think what they're doing is so cool. I'm like, Oh, I should do that. And I, I've been stopping myself. Like, no, like that's not my lane. Like I'm not, I don't do that. Like, I don't like, there's this one girl I follow who's like body positivity stuff, like birds papaya. I don't know if you follow her. I'm like, yeah, because of you. Yeah. (laughs) I I love all of her content. It's so pretty. And she does all this like cool empowering stuff and I'm like like but that's not what I'm doing like I'm not there taking pictures in my underwear and talking about because that wasn't my journey like that wasn't my backstory so the context isn't there but but yeah we if we all just stay focused on our stuff that's how you stick to the authenticity and like get your message to the people who need your message and yeah the creating is is the struggle yeah and I've been trying to stay like trying to spend more time and like that uncomfortable stillness of Mm. like being open for things to come through like Mm -hmm. after my meditation sitting in silent meditation for a little um I'm reading a book on how to read the Akashic Records right now oh okay cool so I recently had a reading in that and it was really incredible and um for anyone listening who wants to know what the Akashic Records are essentially these it's records of our soul. Um, everyone has one, even animals, all living beings of your past, present, and future. And you can open up the Akashic records, your soul's record, and ask your masters, teachers, and loved ones any question that's coming up for you and receive the answer, receive the guidance. And you can also follow up and be like, why? Mm-hmm. Why? And you can keep asking why. And anyone can open up their own records. Um, to open up someone else's records, you need their permission. You mm-hmm. need to say their full name and, and have their permission. So yeah, the reading was really powerful and just recognizing like we all have that inside of us. We yeah. all have that capability to receive that information and to create a new iteration of ourselves, a new, vi- mm-hmm. new vision um, of ourselves with different intention as we get older and learn and like we don't need to look to anyone else to give us those answers. We can, we can get them ourselves. And mm. that's really powerful. So I've been trying to sit in that silence. And when I want to pick up my phone or be like, oh, I should just go watch TV this afternoon. Like that yeah. seems like a solid, like to like stop myself and just be like, move through this, move through this. Hillary. Yeah. Like, that's the next level. That's the next level. Um, that's how the book comes through. That's how like the yeah. course comes through. That's how the information comes through. So um that's been a major focus right now that makes a lot of sense makes so much sense I've been that my focus lately has been like allowing myself to rest like when Mm -hmm. I do have the free time I tend to get busy and like I'm like oh well I have to I have to be working on something so I'll like go on my phone and like convince myself that that's productive yeah and or I'll like sit in front of my computer and convince myself I'm doing something but I'm not because like I don't have a focus and I'm not doing anything where if I could just like lay down in bed for like that hour 
it actually is doing a lot more for me. And I found that like, if I feel like that's being lazy or whatever, I'll, I'll start, I've started like listening to people's content more like, Mm -hmm. so like a podcast or an audio book. And then I feel like I'm like downloading stuff and like getting inspired and it's like staying in my head and it gives me ideas for my book or my podcast or whatever. And then I feel like, okay, this is productive. But otherwise, if I'm just like tricking myself into thinking like scrolling the internet is getting me anywhere, it's just sick. It's not. Yeah, I love that intentional use of rest time and like just like letting yourself be. Yeah, we don't do that enough. Like we're, we feel all this pressure. I don't know if you agree, but I I mean, I'm sure you do being like in the city that you are, but we all feel it like that pressure to just constantly be moving. You have to be busier than the next person. You have to have this like laundry list of things to be doing. And as soon as you don't, you're just like, what am I forgetting to do right now? Like, yeah. what am I, what am I dropping right now? What am I going to get in trouble for not doing? That's like a constant one for me. And I'm just like, I can just sit and do nothing right now. Like I'm allowed. Yeah. More than allowed. It's like, you need to. Yeah. You, you just need to. And I, yeah, I used to feel so affected by like the treadmill and like the, mm-hmm. especially like when you go out in New York, it's like. What do, you, what do you do for work where do you, do you go to school mm-hmm. like all of these like very just whatever they're for me it's like such surface level questions yeah I'm not really interested in like living surface mm-hmm. um, so yeah I, I feel that I'm finally at a point and it doesn't say I don't, I don't get triggered where like mm-hmm. I'm I'm fine and almost love that I just move slower and mm-hmm. do less and give myself that permission. Yeah. But it is hard being in, in New York when like that energy's coming at you and yeah. you can question like, Hey, maybe it's not okay that I like let myself rest. Maybe right. I should be pushing or even like, there's a lot of successful like women entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that I look up to in the businesses they've created. And most of them are talking about like that push mm-hmm. the, much, hustle. Like, the hustle right and the hustle is literally what got me sick yeah twice. it's so getting like, everyone sick like yours totally. was more literal and in your face but yeah, yeah so I'm just like not doing anyone any good yeah I guess what I'm trying to figure out is like how to really build the business of my dreams how mm-hmm. to reach more people without the hustle and I'm mm-hmm. just in that right now I'm just in that trying to figure that yeah. out that's I'm in there with you man I'm in yeah. there with you I was just telling my husband that like talking about the fact that I've like given up on trying to like have a certain amount of followers or have mm-hmm. like I've given up on like any of the seeking of things out there and I'm just yeah. kind of like paying attention to what is clicking and sharing that and that's it and like that's the value for me like to me yeah. like that's the I've like been working on a mindset shift there because that's not what it's always been but convincing myself that the execution of the idea is the goal like whatever happens after is gravy but like to Mm -hmm. execute something and appreciate it myself alone has to be good enough and that's been really helping me just manage the the chaos of like chasing after things because you can just get lost. You're just chasing everything in a hundred directions because everyone's telling you all the different ways to be doing it. And it's just like maddening. Yeah. So, yeah. I totally I'm just agree. Doing it for me. <laughs> Hopefully it helps someone else. 
A hundred percent it will. Um, so do you ever feel a pressure to show up a certain way online or to portray your business a certain way? Or like you were talking about managing, like focusing on your own voice and not sounding like someone else. Like what kind of practices do you do to just like manage being authentic online and not kind of fall, falling into that trap? Yeah, I, again, it's like those stillness practices. Mm-hmm. Like typically when I'm doing, when I'm not just in my meditation practice, but creating that like stillness that rests after. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the studying of like learning. Yeah. Um, even if it's like reading a book or like you said, listening to a podcast, like allowing those ideas to pop up. And the moment they come in my brain, grabbing my phone, grabbing a notepad, mm-hmm. and writing them down. Mm-hmm. Those are typically the things that, that are, you know, it resonates and it feels good to me and mm-hmm. I don't question it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like just having those practices. And I, I think the thing I struggle with the most is feeling, you know, moving through emotions while simultaneously sharing Mm, and like mm -hmm. if anyone follows me on any of my platforms like I'm not as consistent as I'd like to be Mm. and I that's something I struggle with because I want to show up more and it's when I'm moving through some heavy things maybe I don't have as much to say or I can get into the perfectionist mode or it doesn't feel right yet like it's not 100% there I don't want it out in the world Mm -hmm. and that makes me inconsistent and I can see that like that inconsistency allows people not to like take the journey with me Mm. so um I'm working on that like I'm yeah I'm like in that right now like how can I move through this move through the transitions I'm going through right now and some of the heaviness I'm going through and the healing while allowing people to be part of that while Mm -hmm. also at giving value like yeah, that's important like consistent, to me consistently giving value. consistent value not like I'm venting to you about what I'm right. going through but like I am sharing the lessons mm-hmm. and sharing what I'm learning um, through the process so I'm definitely a work in progress in that area because it's yeah, like the so. want is there but mm-hmm. I haven't exactly um, like cracked the code on that for for me right now yeah I'm like the type of person where like as I'm like coming to my realizations is usually when I'm sharing them, like I'm doing it like in the moment and they're not happening every day. (laughs) So like, like the same thing happens. Like I'll have like a week where like every day is this like big powerful thing and I write it and I feel so good about sharing it. And then like the next week is just kind of like a down week and I, or I'm like sitting with stuff that I haven't processed yet. So I'm feeling something, but I haven't processed it. So I can't write anything. And I've also felt that way like I need to be sharing something every day people are gonna leave people are gonna not pay attention and so what I've been trying to do is kind of just admit to myself that like maybe that's not how it works and that's just a story I'm telling myself and that people get value out of the the big things I do share but even if I just share like something silly or funny or just like a one-off thing from that I found on the internet or a meme or whatever like something that isn't me spilling my guts all over the internet like that still serves a purpose it's still there it's still my voice and I can like 
have that in like my pocket for whenever those weeks happen where I'm like dealing with something else. And the weeks that I am dealing with things and processing, like, I feel like this week has been like that for me. Like, I've just kind of been like, to myself and processing, like, I'm not, I haven't been online. I haven't been posting things. And I kind of just have to tell myself, like, that's okay. Like, I'm not here to serve them in that way. I'm not here to, like, just be a head on the internet that talks. Like, I'm, I'm, I need to live and feel things and process them in order to write them and share them. And that's how I help. So, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out, like, what's a story that I'm telling myself and what is actually real and I just, I don't know. I love when people are consistent online and I can follow them and stuff like that. But yeah. I also enjoy like, like even with your stuff, like when your stuff pops up, even if it's every now and then, like I do love everything you're posting. So like, even if it doesn't feel consistent, I know that when you're posting, it's like purposeful and it's for a reason. And it came after like a lot of thought and stuff. So maybe that can be like part of the strategy too. And, and I don't know. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Yeah, because it's that pressure is definitely there to like always be posting and always be creating more and more content. And I feel like I've been trying to come up with ways to cope with that better because it's daunting. I don't know how some people do it. Yeah, I want. That's why I started this podcast so I can like ask people how they do it. I'm like, how are you doing this? One of my doing this all the time. One of my clients the other day said that she met someone at some like business conference and the mm-hmm. woman said that she batches like 90 days of content at a time I'm like mm. can you meet with her can you talk to her how does she do it Whoa. I need more information like what is that I need way more <laughs> what even is that yeah what is 90 <laughs> days of content like I don't know how I'm gonna feel in 90 days or what I'm gonna want to share like that's really yeah, that's, yeah but that's the thing that's, like that's how her thing is gonna work like totally. that's not how my thing is gonna work totally and Good I respect for her, your thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine I've tr- no but I've tried I've tried to like schedule posts out and things like that but yeah the way that it's I feel like we're both in the same boat the way that our content works is like it's what's on it's our like, sleeve literally our heart like, yeah <laughs> Here's my heart. There you go. <laughs> I was talking to, I did another interview like a couple of weeks ago with a woman who's a, she's a psychotherapist and she's like a confidence coach. Her name is Kate Croco. And um, she was, her. she made a comment about sharing your scars and not your wounds. So she yeah. doesn't share in the moment when the bad things are happening. She shares not even when it's like a scab because people can still like pick at that and hurt you but she shares like once it's done and she's learned from it and then she can share and I was like I can like learn a thing or two from that yeah I love that like I feel like I'm so much like I'm like uh we have a very similar personality the two of us it might be a Taurus thing I don't know or that we're just like (laughs) soul sisters or something (laughs) all the above yeah, but, like, yeah, if it's happening, like, I need to share it then. Like, yeah, I need to talk about it. Like, if the insight comes in, I, I have to share it. I have it to. Seems... I feel like I'm going to explode. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have to talk about it. Yeah. And, like, I feel like I don't even, especially now, like, in my current season of life, like, I'm not around people that I can talk to all the time. Like, I'm around my kids and, like, my husband who's tired from work. Like, I'm not getting a ton of conversation time in, so I'm alone. And, like, I, all I can do is write on the internet so I can feel like I'm saying something to someone because I'm like, someone else has to hear this. Like, because that's the only way. Because that's the only way. And, yeah. It, <sighs> yeah. It's, um, 
it is very healing too. Yeah. Like, yeah. So healing. That's that's that part. That's the thing I'm trying to focus on is that like even if it doesn't resonate with a million people, like at the end of the day, like I need to be doing that. And like that should be the first goal with any of this is like doing the thing that makes you feel good first. And if it can be monetized and if it can, you know, turn into something that's like extra. But if you're doing something on here, it has to make you feel good first or else you're going to like get sick. Yeah, you're going to totally burn out. It's not sustainable. And yeah. honestly, people can feel that. So Yes, yes. They, that energy is very visible. Yeah, you can totally, you can totally feel that any, looking at anyone's yeah. profile, the sincerity or if it's not. Yeah. Um, what would you say? Because... So I will say this. So there's people that are following you online mm-hmm. and I mean, I'm one of them. I consume your content and it's just gorgeous and you have like beautiful taste and I've complimented you about this a million times, but I'm sure you don't get sick of hearing it. Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's just beautiful. And like the things that you're discussing that you're like struggling with don't necessarily come across to like the people that are consuming your content and you are offering value to them. And like, it's just so beautiful And I want to ask, like, if you can share maybe, like, some discrepancies between, like, the things you're sharing online and, Mm -hmm. like, maybe what your daily life looks like. Like, the behind the scenes of, like, you launch these beautiful courses and these this blog and, like, you've talked a bit about it. And, like, I will say I've been to your apartment and it looks exactly as you'd imagine. Like, it's just as (laughs) gorgeous and clean and beautiful and everything else. But, so that's not a discrepancy, I wouldn't say. But there's, there is, there's other stuff. Like, I see all this gorgeous footage and these photos and all of that, but I want to know about the messy parts. So let's go. I'm happy to share the messy parts. Yeah, I'm happy to share that. Um, I would say like the messiest part for me right now is my face healing and Mm. not wanting to allow myself to be fully seen. So your discrepancy or seeing is like these beautiful images or like the right angle of my face Mm -hmm. where I feel like, oh, I I look okay. I'm happy to share that online Right. where you're not seeing me really pick up the camera and do like a face on talking. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though I do feel like intuitive hits to like share something like I, I don't act on them always. Right. Okay. Uh, Or or I'll do it through like a photo and just writing something. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm really working on, that discrepancy um, okay. and figuring out how to without being just like I do it through my writing and I've shared posts where like mm-hmm. my struggles um, so yeah that's that's one part where I feel like I could be more authentic and mm-hmm. I want to be and I just haven't figured out how and maybe it's just showing up and holding the camera and being like this is my face right now and like just pretending it's not even there and just sharing what I need to yeah. share maybe I'm still moving through it I don't know yeah you're giving so, yourself the time and space to like figure that out which is all you need to be doing like there's no yeah no one telling you when it needs to happen or how or anything like that yeah so that would be my major discrepancy and yeah. then also like when I am having a shittier day and things mm-hmm. feel messy that like I'm not really showing up online like yeah. you're not seeing that like day where I'm crying or feeling mm-hmm. depressed or like just 
so exhausted that like I needed to take a five hour nap because I did some errands and mm-hmm. it took all my energy like you're not seeing my struggles as much with like living yeah. with chronic illness so it looks very beautiful but you're not yeah. as much seeing that part of my life and yeah I don't I don't know like I don't know if that sometimes it feels like yeah I could share the struggles more but also like it doesn't feel of service to me right now it feels of service is like the lessons that I'm gaining from moving through it and Mm -hmm. when it does feel right to say like today felt shitty and this Mm -hmm. is what I'm going through and I feel like it's helping someone in some way right that's it like all of my content for me everything I'm putting out there it needs to be empowering inspiring um teaching in some way like mm-hmm. I'm not here to just be like this sucks this is what I'm going through like, right that's, right that's that's, not, that's not why I'm here it's mm-hmm. not helping me I lose energy that's not adding any value to someone's day right. they're not like even if someone reads it and they're like I'm feeling shitty too it's like we're just exacerbating the story yeah, feeling like now shitty. we both like, feel shitty cool <laughs> yeah it's not like it to me it's not yeah, yeah. It's, it's not what I, I want to share that. oh man um is there anybody online that you're really like following? Like anybody that does offer you a lot of value or just like somebody that's just fun to follow that's kind of like a guilty pleasure or so certain types of account? Like what kind of content are you consuming when you do end up scrolling through your phone when you're just like wanting to turn your brain off? Oh, turn <laughs> my brain off? I feel like... This is so funny. Dan sends me a lot of cat videos. <laughs> my partner, so we like that looking seems at pretty cats. on brand. Yeah, it is perfectly on brand for him and me. Um, so, like, obviously, cute animal videos to turn my brain off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like, I just, I like consuming content that makes me feel empowered or okay. clear or is teaching me. Like Young mm. Pueblo, I love, mm. I love all of his writing. Like just things that make me stop and like think for a second Um, and similar accounts to him like I might say her name wrong but it's like Lala Dahlia um, okay she shares beautiful writing Elizabeth Gilbert of course Mm. and Mm. um, that whole group of inspiring writers yeah who else yeah I mean for people I don't know that and then mm-hmm. obviously I, I love consuming your content oh, you're like such an you. amazing writer and like oh, just my close friends and, yeah. and family like knowing and keeping in doing. touch yeah that feels really good especially when not being close to everyone mm-hmm. not being able to see friends all the time having family and my community sprinkled out like mm-hmm. even just to go online and just be like how's Loie doing what's she up to like yeah what is everyone doing and sharing um that's like I think a really nice part of social media even if we are getting the highlight reel we're getting like this little bit of information I love to know that like you and Ghani and the kids like have this amazing trip and photos of it like it that makes me happy I I totally agree with that sentiment I I I do enjoy doing that a lot and I've like since coming back online because I was off for like I turned I was off social media for like my entire pregnancy and then yeah. since coming back online, I was very intentional about what and who I was following. And I made it a very clear choice to, like, stay focused on, like, the people that I, like, 
want to stay in touch with, like the people that I actually know and want to like continue following their stories. And when it comes to people I don't know, I try and just, yeah, things that resonate with me. And as soon as they stop resonating with me, I kind of just, I'm very quick to unfollow. It's, you know, no skin off my back if I unfollow people or if they unfollow me, that's just part of the game. And yeah. That's and like then that's a huge lesson for people, by the way. I know you just yeah. like said that really quickly, but no, like, that's yeah, huge. that's true. Because like it took me a while to get there, and then when I kind of the light bulb went off, it was only then that I started feeling like I had a healthy relationship with this whole thing. Because until then, I was struggling so much between like mental health and life transitions and all these different things with the social media on top of it. I was so sick. And it was, I knew that was a part of it. Like I knew social media was a part of me feeling unwell. And so when I, as soon as I got pregnant, I was like, I need to feel good. Like I can't have this. So I, I stripped that out and I had other things I needed to work through also, but that was a huge one. And coming back, that was the biggest realization. And, and also like the time component of it, that it's just like sucks away so much time and you you just lose that time you don't get it back so you have to be like I, I try and like be mindful when I do that I'm like okay do I have 30 minutes that I want to just throw away right now like am I just yeah. so tired and lazy that I just like it's like when you watch like reality tv like you have to make that decision like I'm so done with the day that I just need to like mindlessly consume something down. and like yeah. when I made that distinction I was like okay this makes sense now because I'm, yeah. I'm I've been mindlessly consuming TV my entire life. Like, that's, like, my thing. I'm a TV yeah. junkie. And so the, no, it's natural that that would be, like, the habit I formed with, with social media. So now I'm just a lot mindful about both of those things. Like, we're very careful about when we watch TV. And I'm starting to be more careful about when I go on my devices and start, yeah, indulging. Yeah, I I've definitely... I've learned so much from my friend Ksenia. She has a mm. podcast, Woken Wired. She's another account that I really like following. Um, I'll like, look into that, Woken Wired. Woken Wired is her podcast, yeah. Um, but yeah, just around creating the intention and boundaries around social media, I feel like I've learned a lot from her and it's really helped me, especially like you said, like that following and unfollowing and like, that energy exchange like it's cool if someone wants to follow mm. me instead of actually being like oh my god I lost 10 followers I'm like great like 10 less followers I'm closer to like my core group of people right like, these are my, my people and that's who wants to be following me and mm-hmm. I want them here mm-hmm. and just like you said unfollowing anyone who like is creating any sort of like yeah. negative energy within me like it's really that easy like clean up your feed yeah clean so up good. your feed that's the point guys that's what we need to be talking about more (laughs) (laughs) um so I like to I mean obviously I want to keep talking to you and maybe I will after this is done (laughs) but for the podcast purpose I like to close with um anything like you want to just further promote and like just call out again what you're what you're up to right now and what we should be paying attention to and like how we can reach you find you hire you for for work and things like that Cool. So uh, you can go to my name, Hillary, H-I-L-A-R-Y, mm-hmm. Perlson, P-E-A-R-L-S-O-N.com. Mm-hmm. So that has all the info on my sessions and work, 
my Instagram is my name at Hillary Pilsen and also at the underscore dreamery, E-R-I-E. Um, mm-hmm. And my blog is a dreamery. And just, yeah, sign up for my email list. That's really, yeah. uh, follow me on Instagram, whatever feels better. I'm always sharing what I'm working on there. And we'll be sharing the course and keep yeah. your meditation groups, all of the good stuff on there. So and people can hire you as like like how do you define like what your service is when they hire you because it almost feels like a consultant or like a like a teacher teaching yeah. them how to like manage their life better it sounds like to me like whenever I hear you talk about it but how do you describe it yeah so the coaching has recently went through a bit of an evolution where okay. I'm really taking on clients for three and six month increments because it okay. really just lets us go deeper into the work that makes so much sense. I'm happy to support someone in a one-off if they mm-hmm. feel like they just want to get a taste of the work and see if I'm a good fit right um, I do also offer 30 minute discovery calls because mm-hmm. I want to make sure that we're driving and like that I understand your vision your goals and I can support that right but the three-month healing immersion is what I'm focused on I take on like two to three clients a month for that okay and we start with a discovery session I dive into really it's again like just like the course empowering you to be your own healer and whatever Mm -hmm. area of that life it is of your life that you want to focus on so Mm -hmm. if that is around actually healing from an illness is that Mm -hmm. healing your relationship with your work and growing a new business I I mean it's really endless so Mm -hmm. we just we unpack that in a discovery call and then I bring in the elements of kundalini and human design astrology some sound healing um, really whatever you need it's yeah I very intuitively lead it and put the program together based on whatever your goals are so yeah. that's a three-month healing immersion um, we talk every other week and unlimited email and audio support in between that and it's transformational so yeah I'm grateful and excited to support anyone who's feeling called to learn more yeah, I hear you talk about it. I'm just like nodding my head. I'm like, that's exactly what she needs to be doing. Like she's the perfect person for this. Like I love hearing you talk about your work because it just sounds so right. I love it. Thank you. <sighs> well, I'll also be linking all of that in the description. So people awesome. will be clicking it there as well. But yeah, I think everyone should follow your content if for no other reason, because it's gorgeous, but also <laughs> has so much value and I'm always learning things and I'm always, I'm like, you're just such a, I've been trying, I've been noticing this recently that like, I'm, I've, I'm very easily influenced on the internet. I've, I've found out, like, I didn't think that of myself, that I wasn't such an easily influenced person, but I guess I am. And so I'm like, we're all influencers, everyone who's on yeah. content. And, like, I'm starting to see that there's these different, like, categories where, like, you're influencing me to, like, try these new things and, like, open my mind to, like, concepts that I hadn't even, like, thought of, like, conscious commerce and, like, all these things and that and I'm learning from you. Like, you're influencing my brain, whereas all these – some other people are, like, influencing me to, like – purchase things and mm. and whatever and there's not as much there's not as much depth to their influence yeah. so I'm trying to like gear my consumption more towards your type of stuff like people who are you know, help making my brain better 
that means so much because <laughs> yeah. I mean there's people who like make money and support their families on here because com- big companies are giving them you know sponsorships and they're making yeah. posts and they're trying to sell it to us and when we click it it helps them make money for their family and that's like a wonderful thing like I'm not talking it down but yeah when I find myself seeing that and consuming it it's just like not for me and but it sure is for other people I'm sure but yeah and I'm gonna do a better job at finding finding more of you (laughs) more people like you on the internet and then also better yeah um so that's that thank you again so much for being here this was so fun I loved it I'm so happy you have a podcast Thank you. And then I was on it. (laughs) This is the best thing I've done so far. I'm like so happy doing this project. Um, So I would love to keep talking. So I'm going to just, if you have time, what are you doing after this? I I have time. Okay. What's the rest of your day looking like? Um, I have a few coaching calls this afternoon. And then Dan and I are going on a trip tomorrow. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Is it? Antigua, Antigua. Oh, Antigua. Sure. Antigua. Okay. I think so. That's what I've heard. I, it it, that's what I before. keep saying, but people okay. keep repeating it back to me differently. Okay. Um, so we're going on a little birthday trip for Dan's birthday. Damn, that sounds beautiful. I'm really excited. It's been a lot of years of wanting to travel and not yeah. really being ready to physically and when we had our company. So it's like, feels like the beginning of a new chapter for us. And oh. It's a, a beautiful trip. place to start that chapter. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, I know you guys are going to enjoy that. So I'm going to call you on the regular phone. <laughs> so we we'll can talk to chatting. you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. Perfect people. I hope you enjoyed listening to this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. If you want to continue the conversation, you can find us on Instagram at perfect podcast. That's P-E-R-F-C-K-E-D podcast. And if you're into the show as much as I am and know other people who should be doing this thing with us, Pixar didn't happen. Make sure to screenshot this episode inside your podcast app and share it on Instagram, making sure to tag us. And if you want to take it a step further and make this relationship Facebook official, you can join our private Perfect People Facebook group where we hang out with strangers on the internet. You down? Cool. Hit subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends, and tune in next week for another conversation with a real person talking about real life in real time. Same time next week? Cool. See you then. Later.